Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So many things happen in the National Football League. Just had some breaking news. And so it's great timing and always an absolute pleasure to talk to my friend, my buddy, the Super Bowl champion, former linebacker, NFL analyst, multilingual superstar. I wish I spoke Spanish. Brady Papinga on the program. Hello, Mr. Papinga. Hello. Good morning. How you doing, man? What's up, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for being on. A uh, little breaking news here for a guy with some, some Packers ties. Uh, Adam Schefter yeah. is reporting that the Jets Ooh. are hiring – um, former, you know, not necessarily successful. That's a nice way to put it. Uh, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. He was obviously the offensive coordinator for a time with the Packers. Do you do you know Hackett at all, Brady, or, or do you don't know him more by just association and knowing similar people? Yeah, more by association. I don't know him directly, at least to my knowledge. Uh, he and I are about the same age, so. <laughs> uh, when I was playing, most likely he was still, you know, doing either playing or cutting his teeth as a coach. Um, but uh, I don't know him directly, but it's a, it's a fascinating move by the Jets in the sense that uh, most likely the Packers, if they're going to move a player by the name of Aaron Rodgers, this is the year to do it. Because after this year, let's I'll just kind of break it down for you. After this year, Aaron has the ability to basically get himself out of the deal and the Packers would get nothing for him in return. So, I believe the Jets are posturing to try to lure Aaron in there. They do have a first-round pick. I think it's 13th overall this year. They, you know, assuming they follow that same Russell Wilson uh, kind of trade package that the the Seahawks got in exchange to send him off to the Broncos. Uh, so, and I, I doubt it's going to be exactly the same because Aaron's probably more like a year-to-year kind of quarterback situation. But if you're the Jets, man, your defense is really good. You got some nice young, you know, receiving core kind of talents. Like if you see out of Wilson, you're a quarterback away, at least they think. Uh, and probably would be the guy. Uh, Brady Pipinga, you not only did you play with Aaron Rodgers, you, you are friends with Aaron Rodgers. And without asking you to speculate on how close he is or isn't with, with Nathaniel Hackett, to what degree do you think 
a coordinator that, if he likes the guy, that he's familiar with, would or wouldn't matter in his decision-making if he's going to move on? Oh, it's going to be huge. The coordinator is the most important piece of any quarterback success as a player. And it's not necessarily the, the even the title of offensive coordinator. It's just whoever oversees the offense. You know, when I was with the Packers, we had between quotation offensive coordinators, but Mike McCarthy is really the one that ran the offense. He, as you saw with their interaction last year, McCarthy, Rodgers were the ones that developed that rapport, that relationship. Um, Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron have that relationship. And so absolutely, you know, Dan's looking for another place to go. He's going to want to go work with somebody he has A, experience with, and he absolutely enjoyed working with, which Aaron has been more than open about that publicly. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a smart move for two fronts. Nathaniel Hackett's got a nice offensive mind. I don't know if you can fully judge him based off his year in, in Denver. Uh, and also he does have a nice connection with his players. All of his players that I've talked to or heard of love playing for him. So the Jets need that, regardless if they're able to get Aaron Rodgers or not. And so the second layer would be that of, man, it makes it a little bit more attractive if all of a sudden the Packers and the Jets get into conversations here for Aaron to to to, to make that move. Because Aaron's going to have a say in this, just so everybody knows. It's not like the Packers are going to send him off somewhere and he's going to begrudgingly have to accept that. He's he's going to have a final say because he can always retire. And he's got a lot of leverage based off of uh, where he currently sits in his contract status with the Packers. And Brady Papinga, to that point, perfect transition to, to my last question here on Aaron Rodgers. And again, you, you know him, you like him, you, you guys are friends. The only time I ever interviewed Aaron Rodgers, I think, was when um, you interviewed him on, on a radio show that we did and I was just some random guy. Hey, Aaron, nice to talk to you. Um, but you have some insight. So, so you know, based on just your time knowing the guy, to what degree do you think he would, uh, he would, he would value going somewhere else to win over or versus finishing out his career as a Packer? Well, here's the thing. Aaron is at the point of his career where he's not in the mood or I don't believe he wants to deal with getting benched for Jordan Love. I don't think that's the case. I mean, he's a great guy. Maybe he would. Who knows? But I don't, I don't see that being part of his makeup. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, this next year it's inevitable Jordan Love's going to – if Aaron decided to stay with the Packers – that Jordan Love's just going to replace him. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is is that for surely, if I were the Packers, I would sit down with Aaron and run that by him, saying, hey, if we get in a situation like this last year where we're kind of sputtering, uh, we are going to go with Jordan. Are you okay with that? You know, Because we are going to start to prepare for the future. Aaron's already clearly communicated publicly that he's not in it for a rebuild, question mark. That classifies all of a sudden as a rebuild. Another classification of a rebuild is Aaron listed off a bunch of players that he's hoping the Packers resign or they retain, you know, like Cobb and, um, you know, a bunch of guys, uh, Mercedes Lewis and those guys that he wants to keep with the Packers. They're vet guys, they're older guys, they're expensive. And in his mind, if they're not resigned, again, the Packers are in that, what he calls that rebuilding mode. So, I would say that the, the Packers are going to have to have that conversation and get his reaction, which, like I could say, my prediction would be he's going to say, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that, which then opens the door for the, the trade to take place. And like I said, the timing is the best this year for it to take place over the next year. So I think it's pretty highly likely that something's going to happen. Brady Papinga, turning our attention to 
the AFC and NFC championship games. You, you played linebacker. You, your job was often, I mean, your job was as part of a team to stop quarterbacks and offenses from scoring against you and your teams, the Packers included. So, uh, you're, you know, even if you're guessing, your guesswork's going to be much more informed than, than most of ours. Having seen what you've seen over the years, knowing what we know about Patrick Mahomes' ankle, haven't heard him come out yesterday and say, hey, I'm ready to go and hopefully I can get some, some push off of it. What do you think the, the odds are that Patrick Mahomes can be 50 or 60 or 80 or 90% for, for that game against the Bengals? Well, he's going, to do, he's going to do good. He showed that this last week where he was still functional against the Jaguars, and he had some phenomenal plays, even moving, by the way, with his ankle kind of just dangling there, which that's the sensation that you have when you, you really severely injure your ankle in that way, like you sprain it like that. And by the way, I've torn my ACL twice, by far, and a bunch of other injuries, by far the most painful injury is having that high ankle sprain. When you stretch that tendon, oh, my gosh, you want to throw up. It is like a knot in your gut. And so I, I, I am extremely impressed with what Patrick Mahomes showed in just terms of mental and physical toughness, uh, just grinding that out. And then he has the arm talent to where he, he doesn't have to be this, you know, ultimate, like, scrambler like we see him be sometimes to still be really dangerous. Now, having said that, uh, you're going to see a lot of middle blitzes, a lot of middle pressure from the Bengals, which is going to force him to have to move by time or just get the ball out. I, and, and I just don't see, you know, when you're facing that kind of situation with an, is the Cincinnati Bengals, which right now they look kind of unstoppable. Like when you have the power running game with Mixon, then you can throw it around with Joe Burrow. Ooh. They look like the team that's going to win it all. I'm just telling you right now. Unless something crazy happens, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Bengals win their first NFL championship or Super Bowl championship. So uh, having said that, if there was a healthy Patrick Mahomes, maybe I would think differently and be like, ooh, this is a tough one. But, man, with his, with his limitations and with the pressure the, the Bengals offense and defense, both are going to put on him to have to be – explosive and make plays in the passing game that are vertical. Uh, wow, that's, that's, it'd be the most amazing performance, by the way. It'd probably be one of the greatest quarterback performances in the history of the NFL if Patrick Mahomes can still go out and compete at that level, meaning he's got to you know, basically throw up for probably 350, 400 yards, three, four touchdowns, and not turn it over with that ankle. That, it would go down in the history books as one of the greatest performances ever. Brady Mapingo with that a hell of an answer and, and adds his name to the list of very smart, knowledgeable people on the show who, who like the Bengals in this game this, this weekend for all the reasons Brady is telling us. Brady, we, we can be, I can be, human beings can be captives of the moment. It, it happens, the new shiny thing, recency bias, whatever is right in front of us. Are we overreacting, those of us, that are saying and thinking that, that Joe Burrow is the second or third or whatever you want to put him, quarterback in the NFL. Is the guy this good, or is he just having a nice run of a couple years? <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to go with what you said. You have to be in the moment to, to say that. And right now, the way he's playing is a top two. Top, he's elite. You know, elite to me is the 90th sure. percentile of NFL quarterback. So that's top three, you know, 32 teams. We're the three best guys. He's in there for sure. I mean, his offensive line is not one of these dominating offensive line. Like, I'd say the Cowboys have a superior offensive line. The, the 49ers, the, the Eagles, I think, have the best offensive line in all the NFL. 
And I would say the Bengals are way down there, but yet you have a quarterback who, at least in the first part of the season, even spilling into the, the latter part of last season, was getting sacked and hit more than anybody, but yet he was still one of the most proficient out of pocket. That's pretty crazy if you think of that because it shows how tough he is. People don't, And that's one thing people don't realize, how tough you have to be as a quarterback. Because at least at every other position, for the most part, if you're ready to engage with somebody physically, meaning hit them, you can brace yourself and kind of get yourself ready, get some tension to, to take on that, that blow or to deliver it. A quarterback doesn't have that luxury because they're focused. If they're playing the position right, they're focused downfield. They're trying to find open receivers. So when you're getting hit as much as Joe Burrow is and you're not able to flinch and you're just getting hit from all angles, it's so easy. You see a lot of young quarterbacks do this to where their focus goes from looking downfield at open receivers or at least trying to find them to all of a sudden they're looking at the rushers hoping not to get hit hard enough to where they're hurt. Now, I know that the conditions have changed a little considering that the quarterbacks are far more protected now than before, but that doesn't take away from the fact that guys can still go drive their shoulder into your midsection and almost split you in half as you're throwing the ball. And, again, you're not bracing for that impact because you're focused elsewhere. So having said all that, yeah, I mean, to me, that, that's why I look, look at the Bengals as they're, they're the favorite to win this whole thing, and it's mostly because of Joe Burrow. And obviously it's helped that the Bengals, you know, uh, the general manager of the Bills mentioned this, but it's helped that they've been terrible for so many years because they've accumulated all these top picks, you know, and like Jamar Chase is a great example of that uh, to where, and, you know, Joe Burrow is another one, uh, to where they, they're loaded with talent. And the Bengals have always had pretty decent talent, but this is you know, it's because, again, they draft time, you know, in the draft. Now they got somebody that knows how to do something with it, with Zach Taylor and uh, you know and Joe Burrow, yeah, he's the he's the stir he's the drink that or the drink he's the straw that stirs the drink, you know <laughs> of what the the Bengals do. I mean, this guy is special. So yeah, he's he's elite, and, and it's just toughness, mental toughness. You know, I mean, his accuracy against the Bills. I mean, he was just dime after dime after dime, looking like they're playing in a dome, let alone under these falling rain slash snow conditions. I mean, it, I, I was thinking, man, I don't know how we're going to pass the ball. And Joe Burrow went out there and made it look like I said, like I said, it was just another day in the spring or in a covered facility. I mean, it it was it was crazy, crazy good quarterback play from him. Brady Papega here on the show. So Brady, we've got a you know a two year sample size for Burrow that that looks like it could be two years and two Super Bowl appearances, and certainly, obviously, a Super Bowl appearance at least, and and another AFC Championship appearance at least. I have a similar question on on Brock Purdy, but it's a much 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 smaller sample size. From what you've seen, what what kind of evaluation do you feel like you can you can make that tells you who he actually can be, will be in the NFL beyond this season? Well, I, I, I also have been impressed with Purdy. His poise has been extremely impressive. It's beyond his years as a as a player, as a person. I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins still lacks that poise, hence the reasons why in these big games he kinda goes crazy mentally and doesn't perform the best. Brock Purdy man from the first snap he took when he took over for Garoppolo till what we've seen today, I haven't seen him rattled. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Uh, but, there, you know, Burrow and Purdy are two different si- quarterbacking situations. You know, Burrow <laughs> yes, they is, are. is, hey, right. we're going to, you know, you're the son that we're rotating around. Whereas Burrow's like, okay, you're just a compliment to what, all these other things you have. And 
And he and they and Bro is executing it to perfection because he knows he knows. Hey, as long as I am smart with the ball, I'm not turning it over. I'm not putting our defense in bad positions. I'm not putting us in positions where we are pigeonholed and having to run the ball. I'm excuse me, having to pass the ball and abandon the run, meaning long down and distant situations. We're going to be fine. And I think that gives him a little security blanket, as a matter of fact, knowing that like he just has to go out and manage things accordingly. And he's doing it perfectly. So, I mean, he's can he be a Joe Burrow? I don't know. I mean, he, he for surely shows that, you know, he, he's got this moxie and this playmaking ability, but more importantly, the poise. But uh, he is for surely executing to a T that role of a quarterback that you just need to go out there and keep things organized and and, and, and Purdy's doing that phenomenally. Like it's it, like I said, it's he's making it look so easy. It's almost like you can throw any quarterback in there, and and that's how they would play. But we've seen Shanahan have a bunch of different quarterbacks throughout his career as an offensive coordinator, who uh, he's done well with. You know, granted the, the limitations, but they haven't performed like like Purdy is. I mean, you know, you can go all the way back to when I faced uh, Kyle Shanahan ran offense when uh, when he was coaching the Washington at that time the Redskins now the Commanders when RG three was their quarterback. I mean, even Purdy's more advanced than RG3 is by leaps and bounds. And RG3 ended up winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year that year and was supposedly the next coming of one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, just to put that in perspective. But uh, but I, I like Purdy, but I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, this guy's an elite quarterback, because I would say in any other circumstance, he probably is a struggling rookie. He's really helped out quite a bit by the offensive scheme, the playmakers that they have around him, the defense. Uh, and the elements that make up that, that very complete 49er team. I had lunch with one of the big bosses at radio the other day, and he said randomly as we walked through the streets of New York, uh, Brady Papinka, he could have caught me by surprise, who's your best NFL guest? And I said, hmm, Brady Papinka, that guy's amazing, and we just heard why. My friend, that was awesome, dude. Thank you for um, thank you for making time. Always a pleasure, Billy. You have yourself a great <laughs> NFC and AFC Championship weekend. It's going to be exciting, man. Some great games in store for us. I can't wait, dude. Yeah, good, uh, good talking to you, pal. I'll tell. Well, maybe we'll maybe we can get you to, to jump back on in the next few weeks when when these games get decided. Absolutely, be my pleasure, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.